You mean we are live? I mean we are live right now. Oh, yes, sir. Awesome. There you go. Boy, double infinity about beats you in here again. I don't know how she's beating you to the podcast. Right. And you're sitting right here. I'm pretty me, sure last time she beat us both. Me telling you that you you were going to be late and just nothing. Nothing. Welcome, double. Yeah, sorry about that. We were just a couple minutes behind, but only our live people know that. <laughs> we promise it's not the wine. We've not even touched it yet. No, we haven't touched wish the wine yet. Yeah, wish we could use that for an excuse, but that's not the case. So how are you, Jerry? I am good and getting better. Good, man. That's awesome to hear. Yourself? I am also good and getting better. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I had a, I had a really, I struggled last week mightily. Had some just, uh, I don't know how to describe it. This week's going better? So far. Um, last week it was sort of like I had, have you ever had? Have you, do, do you have weighted blankets? Have you ever slept with one? I would probably commit suicide before I could sleep an entire night under a weighted blanket. Okay. Uh, well, I have restless leg syndrome, so they really do help with that. And um, anyway, uh, it felt like I had a stupid heavy one over my entire body all week. I, I just couldn't. Uh, just couldn't find. Uh, I couldn't find the the surface, if you will. Uh, you know, and and I guess people have that that you go through that. I wouldn't call it depression. I've never dealt with depression. Wouldn't know what it felt like if it was depression. Um, but just, I really struggled last week. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that you seem to be doing better now. So that's the good part. When you were t when you were saying that, it reminded me of something that years ago, probably shortly after, if not maybe during the time I went through a divorce, there was a saying that helped me a lot. Stupidly simple, have no idea why, but the saying was, "This too shall pass." Yep. Just. This too shall pass. Yep. There, there was I, everyone. You know, you and I were talking like two, three weeks ago. I, I, apparently, both of us are kind of similar. We've never really been depressed. Never had depression, and I feel sorry for those that do. Uh, I, I have a hard time even knowing how they feel because I've never really went through it. But we've all had those weeks, like you were talking about with last week. Everyone, and. It's amazing how much that little saying helped me with big things, little things. You and I both worked in retail. Do you remember what it was like when you were uh, maybe getting close to the end of a long shift, 10, 11 hour shift, and your relief called in and you realized you're going to be working <laughs> on a 16, 17 hour shift? Just a horrible feeling. You yeah. know, it's not depression. It's a, please don't think I'm trying to equate it with that. But it's just like, are you flipping kidding me? This. I, maybe, you know, and it never seemed to happen. 
in the middle of a good day. No. It always seemed to happen if you're on, having a bad when, when day. The only thing you've thought about for the last three hours is the nap yes. you're going to take when you get home. Just or the off. walk you're going to go walk around a park or whatever. Whatever. When you have something you really want to Absolutely. do. And it was even worse. I, I was in a store... Before I became a store manager, I was an assistant for a long time. And I had a root. First of all, if anyone out there knows me, I absolutely abhor busy work. I think it's stupid. I think it's a waste of the time. I hate it. I will struggle mentally over it. Yep. And just, I, I just can't stand it. I know. Hate, hate. The story you're busy referring world. to and the manager you're referring to. Oh, my to. gosh. So their idea. We, so from it, this from here to here, it, it for us good something to do. Now we're three weeks out from Christmas, okay? Yep. So we've got plenty to do. Yep. <laughs> we're three weeks away from Black Friday, and this weaselly little woman, who I'm not going to mention any names, and I'm oh. not saying it's bad because she was a woman, and I, that's not it. But if you could picture, and this wasn't her. She got it from the DM. I know the yep. woman you're talking about. Yep. I know the DM you're talking about. She got that crap from him. It's just stupid. So I had like two hours left on my shift, and she decided that before I could go home, now it wasn't a call-in situation, but I was ready. I had, I had son at home. I had to get home. I was a single dad. And two hours before the end of my shift, she comes to me and she goes, I need all of this on this side of the aisle moved over here, which that's okay, right? Except to get that done, I had to move all of the other aisle over yeah. again. So it became like a four aisle move. I was there till midnight. Oh, that was dreadful. Dreadful. Absolutely. That one little phrase helped me, even with little stuff like this. This too shall pass. I don't know why. I'm sure everyone has got their little things they do to help them get through those times. But, yeah, that one helped me. Okay. So we've got an awesome corporate sponsor coming at the first of the year. Yes, we're stoked by that. But I'm really going to try to get Stella Rosa to be a corporate sponsor. Man, they nice put out some good products. would be nice. Gosh. Back and, to one of our old all-time favorites. You know, I, and I don't know about you. And we're not wine connoisseurs. Yeah. We don't. We don't try to be. We know nothing about wine. What I realize, we do. What? We are as much of a wine connoisseur as anyone. We know what's good to us. Well, that's true. There, there you go. Hey, I know Mochi. what's good to me. Hello, Mochi. We're, we're far better experts on that than anyone else in the world. True fact. So, but here's something I realized that I don't know if you've even realized, and I think why we like the Stella Rosa so much is it's only. Five and a half percent alcohol. No, that's not why. The one we did last week was what nine percent? Yes. You and I have different tastes from the quote unquote wine connoisseurs. When you look at something and if it's rated a 96, 97, 98, you and I are gonna probably hate it. Yep. Your wife will love it. Uh my daughter will love it. Many they many, have no taste though. I, I mean agree, yes. <laughs> but what we like is a different this stuff smells good. Just smell this. That smells amazing. Here, y'all. Smell this. Can you smell it? I, I, just so you wonder, you can't see it. I'm rubbing the edge of my glass next to the microphone. So you all can smell it, too. I think we mentioned the brand. We didn't tell them exactly what. 
back to one of the uh, all-time favorites, Stella Rosa Black. Gosh, this stuff is so good. You were so wrong, Mochi. Mochi says it smells like farts. I Does think she, she like one at all. I think she took her socks off. That's yeah, probably, probably my guess. Um, probably. So, if people wanted to reach out to us, Jerry, how would they do that? Well, there's a couple of ways to do it. Uh, one, email newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. Or they can text us at our text line, which is area code 540 709 1318. That's awesome. I thought so. Yeah, you do a good job at that. We're going to be recording an ad very soon, too. I'm, I'm stoked by that. So, kind of cool. We're still not for sure exactly what the parameters of the ad means. Apparently, it didn't mean what I at first thought. Uh, <laughs> I no, mean, there's different no, ways to advertise <laughs> ourselves. Jerry, no. Put that away. Nobody wants to see that. I promise. And we can't, af- what they said. we can't afford to give everybody microscopes. I'm just saying. Keep it put away. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Woo. You know, if we're getting to that after two or three sips, yeah. Even if it is only 5%, it must be really good. Well, hey, I need everybody out there to wish me luck tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to the bank, and if it goes good, I will have all of my debt paid off. Very nice. Yeah. I'm so I'm so excited I can barely put my ski mask on. Okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of that joke I read just the other day. A couple of first-time thieves were in a liquor store holding it up. And uh, one of them looked over at the other one and said, is this whiskey? The other guy said, yeah, but not as whiskey as robbing a bank. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Probably originated in Kentucky, I'm guessing. Oh, my goodness. That kind of accent. Hey, you can't. I I pick on people all the time. But you want to hear a true story? Sure. Did you know that the toothbrush was invented in Tennessee. I did not. It is. Had it been invented anywhere else in the world, it would have been called a teeth brush. <laughs> I have heard that one. <laughs> I have heard that one. Speaking of good taste. Uh, yeah, I'm here. No, you missed the entire point. Talking about toothbrush. My grandson, oldest one. He's a year and a half old. I have a toothbrush I keep in this drawer right here. It's for cleaning purposes. I used to clean like around the, wherever there's crud and it's hard to reach. Just take a toothbrush, right? Easy to clean. The other day, I look around and Jensen is over here with that toothbrush. He would found it and he's got it in his mouth brushing his teeth. (laughs) He sees a toothbrush and I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to find a new home for that one. (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious so uh, do you know the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer <sighs> taste <laughs> glad we enlighten you on that <laughs> oh man yeah 
I was just thinking I'm glad that it's bad enough that Jensen found the toothbrush, the cleaning toothbrush. Glad he didn't find the thermometers. <laughs> Why would you have, as a grown man, a grown single man, a cleaning toothbrush? No. Why would you have in your possession or on your premise a rectal thermometer? Did you not hear the first part? I have grandchildren, one who's a few weeks Do old. Do you not love your grandchildren? The other one is a year and a half old. They have things you just wand over their you forehead. You know that those are not nearly as effective as the other type, right? Not nearly. Doctors will tell you that. It's better than a rectal thermometer. Um, it's not a problem unless you confuse them. And once again, <laughs> ACE becomes to play a part. Wow. So you never had a rectal thermometer with when you were raising your kids? No. I loved my kids. <laughs> not enough to make sure that the No, my kids were not allowed to get sick. Accurate. They weren't allowed to get sick. No, they just weren't allowed. Like yours minded that well. Huh? Couldn't quite get mine to listen that well. Well, I mean, it's like the old sign. Uh, beatings will con continue until you feel better. Wrong. <laughs> Beating shall continue until morale improves. Yeah, that's well, whatever. Same. same difference. I used to have a poster in that, one of those in my break room. Yeah, I did. So, good week, huh? Yes. Compared to last week, anyway? Yes. Very so good. good. Guess what I made for dinner last night? What did you make? I'm going to... Okay, Mochi. Oh, you're the only one here. Double left us for a minute, so she's not going to get this. Well, anybody who can... Anybody can get this recipe um, because I'm going to give them my secret Alfredo recipe tonight. Your secret Alfredo. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear this. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I was the one that got you started making Alfredo to begin with. So I want to hear about this secret Alfredo recipe. <laughs> so you do remember that, right? Until yes. I convinced you, you used the jar stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why that was exactly the response I was looking to get. It worked you perfectly. Um, so here's the secret Alfredo re recipe. And what I did last night was used uh, Bertoli, three cheese, tortellini. Bertoli. 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 Um, I used that with the sauce, and the sauce is most important. It starts with one stick of butter. One uh, eight ounce package of Philadelphia cream cheese. What does that look for? Go ahead. Weird. I'll you put, fix this recipe for you guys. Later. You do not need to fix anything because this is perfect. Then, as that's melting, you're melting that in a pan, you're going to stir in two cups of, I prefer whole milk. Um, some people put 2% if they want. If you're doing this recipe, go all in, do whole milk. Um, as that's done, uh, two and a half, it, it, the recipe actually calls for two tablespoons, not old milk, whole milk. Gosh. Um, two tablespoons, two, te <laughs> two teaspoons of garlic powder. I actually prefer regular fresh garlic and I use two and a half, um, pepper to taste when that's all done. Oh. And the best part, six and a half, six ounces, six to eight ounces of finely shredded Parmesan cheese. 
or Mujano Ragan, the way yep. you have it. Put it all in there, uh, stir it up. When it's good and melty, you just put that on your on your pasta. I also add grilled chicken, and you will never yeah, that's not part of the sauce. No, you no. know I'm making a whole meal. Yeah, I, that makes it a meal. Yeah. You get your protein, you have your your pasta, and then you have your sauce on top of all of it. Um, you can do that whole recipe, even cooking the chicken in 30 minutes. And it's delicious. You will never buy jarred, and Jerry's right, you will never buy a jarred thing of Alfredo again, yeah. ever. And chances are you're probably never going to order Alfredo out again either because it's just too good. It's not, it's not only that, it's so cheap. It's cheap to make a really good Italian dish. Um, the way that you're pretty close to the way that it's traditionally made. Um, traditionally, if you would use that exact same recipe, only take out the cream cheese, take out the milk, and use heavy whipping cream. Yeah. Uh, same difference. And that, that's I, You first remember when you're talking about the cream cheese, but yeah, I can see that. Here's you the, mix the cream cheese and the milk, you're going to have heavy whipping cream. Right. And... I always have heavy whipping cream at the house, but that's for my coffee. Nobody touches that. Really? Nobody touches my whipping cream. That, that's bad. I don't. I've never liked it. I thought it was a little too thick. I, I put half and half in my coffee. When I, I'm not a big coffee drinker. That's one of the but many things wrong with you. Alfredo sauce is one of those sauces that once you make it, you realize how easy it is, how freaking awesome it is, and you'll never go back to the jarred stuff again. You can make some really awesome meals. With uh, with that sauce, so Jerry, good stuff. Yes. We made a couple of decisions this week. First decision is we're not going to have an actual set format format to our show. Uh, we're going to let the news dictate the format. Yeah, and that that you know we're going to continue what we're doing until January. We're having a we're looking to have a really good reboot around the first of the year um, with the show mm -hmm. with the sound quality. Uh, we've enlisted some help. I don't know if we've made those calls yet, but we've we're, we're working on getting some help to make our sound better because I'm really loud, Jerry's really uh, not, which is okay because I'm usually right and I have to overpower him anyway. So, um, but if you're usually right, why is it that somewhere between one and six, seven, eight years later, you almost inevitably come around to my way of thinking? I can list a number of things that I'm basing that on if you desire. Uh, I don't think that I have lived that long. <laughs> to have one to five, six, seven years? <laughs> no, to have come around on six or seven things, one every five to they seven years. It can happen simultaneously, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a court thing. It's they not a current thing. Yeah. Anywho, um, so we just decided, you know, we enjoy what we do. And there's going to be some topics that, hey, we need a whole show for. There's going to be some topics that we need half a show for. And we don't want to get constrained and and bottled in about what we're doing. And we actually had gotten to that point. Yeah, a little bit. Before, because it, once a month we did the interesting monthly news. The other weeks of the month we were trying to do one or two topics, one together or one each. And there were times, there were weeks when we really had a hard time trying to find a topic that we thought was big enough to, to discuss for 30, 40 minutes. And uh, we were, I remember several times when we would be discussing how we couldn't wait until the first of the month when it was time for the, right. 
interesting news format. When you, we had all these smaller topics that we yep. wanted to discuss, but they weren't the big one. So now we, we finally decided, you know what? We don't need to do it the old way. We don't need to do it the way that we've been doing the last few weeks. Because, for instance, this week I've got a topic that I'm going to discuss uh, maybe a quarter of a show. Yeah. It's big. Not big enough for a whole show, I don't think. But definitely exciting. It is big enough for a whole show. I just am not smart enough to discuss it for a whole show. Well, that and it, it being on radio, being you know, being on radio or a podcast, it would be very difficult to convey long enough for that to be. And it's a, a lot show. of technical information yes. that would get boring. Exactly. coming from me if I tried to turn well, it. Well, I mean, it'd get boring coming. One of my, one of my distant in-law cousins is a actual rocket science uh, scientist and i'm pretty sure that she would make that topic boring as well so <laughs> certain things but anyway so this week interesting news topics um you want to go first sure yay i'll start with a big one Ooh. i was asking you earlier um and of course i said yes i'm wonderful what next I asked you if you had heard the big news, and, and to me, this really is big news. When I was talking to my daughter earlier yesterday, this news just happened yesterday, I asked her if she'd heard the news. She was like, what news? I said, let me put it this way. For your generation, it's probably the equivalent of Neil Armstrong's first step on the moon. Uh, maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but I don't think so. Yesterday, it was announced that for the first time in history, United States scientists at the National Ignition Facility at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory successfully produced a nuclear fusion reaction that resulted in a net energy gain. Now, we, we've known about net or we've known about nuclear fusion since the 1930s. We've been working on it since the 50s or 60s. There are several different laboratories around the world who have successfully um, been able to recreate nuclear fusion several times over the last 20, 30 years. What they have never been able to do until yesterday was to have a net energy gain. Now, some people are thinking, well, we've got nuclear power plants around the world, several in the United States. Um, Need some more. What's the difference? Well, actually, maybe, maybe not. What we have right now, every nuclear power plant in the world is fission-based, not fusion. Fission is when you're splitting atoms. There are a couple of huge advantages to fusion. Number one, it produces, scientists say, theoretically, not that we've got anywhere near there. Again, yesterday, for the first time ever, we were able to get more energy out of the reaction than it took to cause it. First time that it ever happened, and that's the big news. But, with, again, every nuclear power plant that we have is fission-based, splitting the atoms. couple problems with that. Number one is the fuel that is required. It requires uranium, highly radioactive. You mentioned about we need more. It produces clean energy. Uh, it's not like oil or coal-fired plants. It's clean energy for both. But it requires uranium, which is highly radioactive. If there is a problem at the plant, such as Three Mile Island, such as Chernobyl, um, Fukushima, Fukushima a few years ago was the most recent huge one. What happens is the radiation is released into the vicinity. 
depending upon how much is released, um, the, the area close to Chernobyl is not going to be livable, they believe, for a few hundred years. That's what the potential disaster is. So whenever we say that we need more of the nuclear fission places, that's debatable. There's a lot of people that have said, shouldn't we have learned our lesson from Three Mile Island? Shouldn't we have learned our lesson from Chernobyl, from Fukushima? So the difference, again, is the two things. Number one, fusion gives out approximately four times as much energy as fission. The biggest advantages is, again, the fuel. Instead of uranium that fission requires, nuclear fusion requires hydrogen isotopes. Those are found primarily in seawater. So your fuel for nuclear fusion is seawater and lithium. The second part of that is the byproduct. The byproduct of nuclear fission is radioactive waste that is going to have a half-life of a few hundred thousand years. So the problem quickly becomes, how do you store it? What do you do with this stuff that's radioactive and will be when your grandkids, grandkids, great, great, great grandkids, it's still going to be radioactive waste. Well, the byproduct from nuclear fusion is helium. It's an inert, non-toxic gas. It's in the atmosphere. It's in the air. On our next show, we should get a couple of helium balloons. We should. Just to see what... That's never worked for me, by the way. Really? Never. Have you... Yes. Tried it very much? Yeah. Really? Oh. All those times back when we were doing those crazy cells and we had to have... We, we would have to order the tank every time, yeah. right? And have the balloons. Never did anything for me. Really? Well, I'm pretty sure we can get you talking. But I've got, like, really big vocal cords, apparently. So, that would explain a lot. Take a deeper breath? Yeah, maybe. So... We're looking at something that has the potential to very possibly solve the climate crisis of the world. When we're talking about um, the hydrogen, hydrogen isotopes that can be found in seawater, again, there's also some of this that is available terrestrial on land. And scientists believe that there's roughly enough to power the entire Earth on land to power the entire Earth for roughly a thousand years. They believe that there's enough available in seawater to power the entire Earth for a few million years. This has the potential of solving the climate crisis. Again, we're, we're 20, 30 years away from this becoming commercially available. Only yesterday, for the first time ever, were we able to get out more energy than we put in. It takes an incredible amount of energy for this reaction. Um, there's plasma that has to be heated to somewhere between 150 and 300 million degrees centigrade. Gosh! Five times, hotter, hot, five times hotter than the sun at its core. It has to be hotter than the sun because the sun is doing the same thing. The sun is nuclear fusion, but it has an intense amount of gravitation that it's using as well as super hot temperatures. But so, it, yes, this is getting up to your level of hotness. Exactly. Approaching. Okay. Approaching. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to clarify, clarify. that. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. But yeah, this was super huge news. It's unfortunately not something that we're going to see the results of in the next year or two. Odds are I probably won't see it. Good chance I won't see it in my lifetime. Our kids will. Our grandkids certainly will. So do you think that at some point when we're out there exploring the stars, 
they've determined that there's oceans throughout our entire solar system that they could stop in, fill up, and take off again? I don't think it will be necessary. Here's what I mean. If we are able, if we are some, at some point able to extract the majority of the energy, we could take a five-gallon bucket of seawater and it would power that spacecraft for a few hundred years. Oh, wow. Okay. So they're probably not going to need that. They're not going to need to be able to, they're not going to have to stop somewhere. Again, that's if we are able to someday get to the point that we can extract the majority of the energy. Uh, that's a long way off. Yeah. Well, We're not nowhere in the vicinity. But yesterday was one, in the words of Neil Armstrong, it was one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind in being able to get to where we want to be, which is to have energy that, that's available around the world. Again, this is never going to be something that you're going to have a nuclear fusion plant, I don't think, in your car. It's just not scalable to that level. It's going to be way too expensive. But what it will do will be to allow the creation of energy at such a low cost that at that point, it will be far, far cheaper to have electric vehicles. And at that point, hopefully batteries have increased to the point that you don't have near the loss that you do now. Uh, guys, this was huge. This was a big one. I agree. Hopefully. Uh, I just hope that with such low cost, with such abundant resources in order to make this, that they make this a free resource to the world. It will not be free. And when I say low cost, it's going to be low cost comparatively speaking. It's still going to be extremely expensive. Extremely expensive to make. But once it becomes mainstream, once, you know, the cost begins to go down dramatically whenever you go from one or two to a few hundred thousand pieces being produced. Sure. When this becomes mainstream and it's being used around the world and costs drop, it will become far cheaper than it is now. Far safer, uh, far cheaper. Again, it's not going to be cheap enough that it's ever going to be able to be free. These plants that, uh, that they will have to someday build for nuclear fusion plants will cost, in today's money, probably uh, a few hundred million dollars. So. It's not going to be free. So, switch gears for just a second. Got an email at our email line, newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. Nice. And what do they say? They say dad, just simple, but dad jokes. We'd like to see a whole episode of dad jokes. <laughs> so, maybe first episode maybe. In, in April, we can do a dad yeah. joke episode. Let's not commit to that. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> have you watched any episodes of people doing dad jokes? Mm. Five, ten minutes is about the longest that I saw. I can't imagine coming up with enough good dad jokes to do. Let's say we cut out. What's our typical length? Hour 10, hour 20. So we're gonna we're talking about 40, 45 minutes. If we cut it in half, if we cut it in half, 40, 45 minutes of dad jokes. I can't imagine how hard it would be to come up with enough material for decent dad so jokes. So what you're saying minutes. is you just want to go ahead and give me the trophy and I'll have the dad joke championship for the there whole There is a trophy to be given. I won it long ago. That's all I got. <laughs> that goes without saying. So you say. 
That's not what they say, by the way. Well, that is what they say. So we switched from the best of the news of the week to to the fact that Brittany Griner came home. Brittany Griner came home, which is a good thing. Uh, no, 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 no. You're not that cold-hearted. It's a thing. You're not that co- It is a good thing. It's a Anytime thing. Anytime that someone, do you believe that she was being held for reasons other than as a political motives? I have no idea. Yeah, you do. I, yeah, I you don't do. know the idea. Everything. If she the, broke the law, she broke the law. For 15 years. Do they we do this with their own people? We no, they I, do not. I don't know. I'm not Russian. Well, then you have not looked into it at all. I'm not Russian either. But what I do know sure? is, how about Paul Whelan? Exactly. Thank you. Is he being held for reasons other than political motive? Uh, no. Political. Neither is she. I'm just saying. Here. You bring up Paul Whelan. He should have been released first. Absolutely. Deserved, deserved to be released. Absolutely. Has been held a lot longer. He actually served our country. She mm-hmm. served to hate our country at every opportunity. She kneeled at the national anthem. She openly stated many, many times, oh, I hate the United States. I don't like the United States. I don't like what our policies are there. I disagree with this. She thought that the policies of the United States was not, didn't stand for her. Many people have said, and I and think she it's thinks true. she thinks the Russian did? I don't think so. I mean, she, really? that she, she said that? I wasn't aware that she ever said that. Huh? I was asking. I mean, I don't know where that come from. I wasn't aware that she said Russia did, or that China did, or Venezuela did, or any other foreign country. I wasn't aware that she said any of them. I'm just saying. She was in the best country for her particular situation that she's ever going to be in. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what your situation is. You guys were arguing over whether or not it's a good thing for Brittany Griner to come home. Listen, you are you seriously sitting here saying that Listen. it's good for an American citizen to be held captive in Russia. I, I, this is what I'm saying. What? You done made me lose my awesome train of thought. I'm just saying that I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your thoughts are. This is the greatest country on the planet. And when you can openly criticize it until you're in trouble in another country, that rubs me the wrong way. Not me at all. And here's you the know thing. what makes this the greatest country on earth? That exactly. That you can criticize the yeah, government absolutely. and everything I get else. that. I get that. They I'm not saying penalize that. the people for doing what we're best at. I understand that. What I'm saying is I cannot believe that Joe Biden and his negotiation tactics and left someone who actually served our country and didn't bring him home first. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then, did you do any research on? I did. Time? Did you not read in multiple places where Whelan was their prerogative? Yeah, he and, was and their they primary objective. And they so tried. here's the difference. Oh well, we tried, but we can do this. We can do the easy road. That's not what Americans are about. Doing the easy road. Try harder. Wait a minute. So you're saying this is 100 percent our decision, right? What? Apparently, according to you, this is 100% our decision. No, I, I, there's no way. It's a negotiation. But apparently, you just said we, we were. Apparently, we were the people buying the car to use the car dealership, not the people selling the car, is what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> we were left hostage to Russia, if that's what well, you seem to be implying. I'm not trying to I'm a, I home. very much appreciate the fact that an American citizen came home. I don't give, Finally, a, I don't give a rat's butt that it was Brittany Griner. 
but having given the topics of one and or the other, absolutely, we should have tried harder to get the other. How do you know we didn't try harder? Because Brittany Griner got on a plane. And How do you home. know we didn't try harder? Speaking of a plane, I have a friend, and I can't mention any names. Okay. Um, uh, mainly because it may be, his, I don't know. It may be classified. I don't know. But. Maybe classified? I don't know. So one of my friends, who's a pilot, okay, got a call that said that they were going to go to Maryland and pick up a, a, a federal criminal, which isn't unheard of for her company, um, and they were going to fly him up to New York. And I forget the name of the airport in New York. So they went over there, and they flew over there, and they picked him up. When they got there, when they got there, there was seven U.S. Marshals standing around one little dude. Well, Two U.S. Marshals got on the plane with him, and they all sat down. They bolted him to the seat or whatever, and they took off. On a manifest like that. On a private plane. Why yes. in the world would the government do this? Uh, well, <laughs> wait, you'll see. Okay. So, yeah, because I'm thinking Con Air. Isn't that how they do all the prisoners, right? You know, they just put them all together. This guy. <laughs> or if it's a high risk, you think it would be military flight. Right. I would have thought. So, anyway. So... They look back, and the captain of the plane has to have a manifest listing every passenger their height and weight in case there's an accident, in case they are over in fuel cost or whatever. Um, they fly up there. They, they get off. The, the guy has speaks in a sort of a Russian accent to the, the U.S. Marshals. Not much, but a little bit. They get to the uh, New York airport. There are 10 more U.S. Marshals waiting beside a van. They pull off, and, and they on these particular flights, they use a, a special runway that's off. You know, it's not on the main airport. They, they taxi there. Passenger gets off, and the captain again says, hey, we really need a name because it's the they have the name of the two Marshals and John Doe. And the guy's like, oh, that's over my pay grade. Let me grab my supervisor. So he grabs the supervisor. Supervisor comes on the plane and says, um, yeah, we're not giving you that. I would have thought that would have been required before you left the ground, not after you get there. It is, but there are certain circumstances when dealing with the federal government. They have some right away there. Sure. Um, and the supervisor says, I'm not giving you that, but if you watch the news tomorrow, you'll probably figure it out and leaves. Guess what happened on the news the next day? The swap. The swap. My friend, my personal friend, got to fly uh, the Lord of War, Nick Cage, <laughs> uh, his his character in that movie, uh, to New York for the prisoner swap. Just, I can't fathom that we would use a private. Oh, I'm flight. sure that probably cost fifteen twenty five thousand somewhere in that ballpark. But I, for security reasons, why don't you use a government military transport? I have no idea. Do you know who Victor Bout is? Who? He's a Russian assassin. He's been in custody, I think, for around 10 years. He's the guy that Russia asked for, for Whelan. Are you saying that we should have traded? We should have made that deal? You're saying we should have tried harder. We had an offer from Russia to release Whelan. They wanted Victor Bout. An assassin that's been in custody in prison for over 10 years. In your opinion, should we have made that trade? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. 
No, I don't know all the particulars. I'm no, not saying I'm smart enough. You're saying they were stupid to make the trade they did. They should have brought home Wheeler. We had a, we had a chance. Mm. By the way, we also had a chance a couple of years ago. Donald Trump has recently announced that he was offered the same deal, and he turned it down. He said, no way in hell was he going to give them Victor Bout for Paul Wheeler. But now you're criticizing Biden for doing the same thing. Well, I would have I've never had I known that. I would have criticized Trump as well. No, I don't. Why do you think there's two United States presidents, one Republican, one Democrat, and both of them said, you know, this maybe isn't a good deal. Maybe it's not a good deal. Maybe this is a guy bad enough that we can't be releasing. Okay. I, just maybe. I, okay. You think? I just If you're not going to give that guy, then Brittany has to sit there a few more years. Sorry. Why? If the deal for Brittany we think is not that big of a deal, the guy's not a huge danger to the United States. That we didn't release Victor Bell. I know. The guy we did live has been known for funding or supplying weapons to both sides of armies exactly. that created around the world. Around the world. He's a not terrible just, guy. He's not just one. You know, he's a horrible human being. So we're going to trade him for a WNBA star who hates America? No. So what price is okay to pay? Who, who would have been okay to release for us? I don't know. Do we have any of their basketball no, players? No, because guess what? We don't go take pawns like they do. We don't go take innocent citizens and say, we're going to hold you in prison hoping that we can swap you for someone that we would like. That's what Russia does. Yeah, they I did it with Wheeland. They did it with Brittany Griner. There's another guy, a teacher that was over there too. Yeah, forget the name. But yeah. in the past 10 years, there's been many. They routinely do this. I don't even know why people go over there. I don't either. I wouldn't. I think it's beautiful, but I don't think I'd be. I'd learn Russian before I go. Even so, how does that help? (laughs) They think you might be. And Paul Whelan, I don't, other than the fact that he was an ex-Marine, although, as you were saying, it's not like he was left on good terms. No, he he, he was just, he wasn't dishonorably discharged. He was discharged for bad conduct. He was forced out. Yeah. But they thought apparently he was a big enough bargaining chip. They decided to take him. They've kept him for, what, four years now? I guess. All right. It's sad. It is. And it's good. I'm glad she's I, can so continue I. her. I'm not her, a fan of hers, but I'm glad she's home. Glad she's home. I hate to see any. Forget American. I, I don't care if they're from Spain, France. I, I don't care. German. You know, if Russia's holding them as a political pawn, <laughs> you say that when they can go home. Let, let me just, did you see the tweet by Joe Jergensen to Kamala Harris no. today? Uh, Kamala Harris, it was either today or yesterday, made a big, long tweet about Brittany Griner coming home and so excited and blah, blah, blah. And Joe Jergensen said, now, about the 500,000 people still in prison in America for the same thing, when do they get to go home? <laughs> well, you and I have said it for a long time. We don't know if it's a meme or if it really happened, but there's a... Oh, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> there's a... I think it. what I saw was a meme. And it was an elderly guy standing beside a billboard in California. And he's looking up at this billboard. And the billboard is advertising for delivery, home delivery of medical marijuana. And the guy says, I just got out of prison after spending 25 years for this. This, And now it's not only legal, they're friggin' advertising it on billboards. Right. It's crazy. It is. What's your next topic, sir? 
Well, I've got a good one. Oh, good one. And a nice picture to go with it. Oh, is it feet? No. Uh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I thought you knew me. <sighs> In England, London, England. Police break into a gallery to res rescue an unconscious woman slumped over a table. She turned out to be an art installation, a mannequin. An employee of Laz Emporium in London's Soho area came downstairs. She'd gotten off work. She went upstairs, made a cup of tea. She came downstairs and discovered the front door off the hinges and two very confused police officers. They were responding to a call about a person in distress at the gallery. They knocked. No one answered. They broke the door down. They thought the woman was dying. <laughs> There's the mannequin. Oh, my goodness. An art exhibit. You got to link that to the, to oh, the page. I'll put the uh, picture up on the page. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, I've got some more war news. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Are you familiar with the USS Texas? Yes. Mighty main battleship. Sure. Over 100 years old. Saw service in World War I, World War II. Didn't know it was quite that old. Vietnam. World War II. Didn't know it was World War I. Absolutely. It's one of the main flagship battleships in World War I as well. Built in 1920-something. Old as my house. Is undergoing a full modern refurbishment. That'll cost a lot of money. It's somewhere around $35 million. That's all? Surprised uh, not way more. Well, I was leading you all up to believe that we're actually going to put this old shit back in service. It's not. It's going to become a... It's going to become... Uh, it's going to become a museum. active museum. And to do that, they had to dry dock it, fix it, but... Uh, $35 million to get it. To get it back up. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that has to be taken out yeah. to make it... Yeah, secure they're, enough to where they can let the. They said that the guns, through. the the main cannons on it, that they're taking off to refurbish, and they're going to put those back. Have not been off of the ship since 1927 when they were first installed. <laughs> now I don't know about how familiar you are familiar you are with what salt water does to metal. <laughs> that's going to be that's probably half the well, cost right there, just getting that off. Well, hey, I'll raccoon! Point. Glad you're here, man. Hopefully the salt water didn't get to the guns. Right, right. You would think, but well, you would hope. Uh, but I just thought that was an interesting. Uh, I like, you know, we we do this a lot. Uh, we we try to take care of our military history a lot. You'll go past uh, VA centers and they'll have the old equipment that's been. Now that equipment's just been gutted and it's basically a a a, a taxidermied. <laughs> replica at that point what ship in hawaii is in pearl harbor is missouri missouri yeah there's still leaking oil like what we're talking about yeah oh, are you are you talking about the one that's up or the one that's underwater no no, no the one that's uh i think the museum the, oh i think the missouri is the one that's under the water okay i think there's some ship that they decommissioned and we still have old iron sides sure from the, the last modern wooden ship that we yep. ever put out that was one of our first nav great naval ships as a young country. I think that's pretty exciting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yard ornaments. <laughs> that's what Raccoon says. <laughs> well, that was my topic. I just wanted to bring that out, and I was, I was pretty impressed. My grandfather may have worked on that ship. 
That was what he did in the Navy. He was in the Navy for 15, 20 years, and he was a diesel mechanic. There you go. Wouldn't that be wild to find out that he did? Before he passed, um, and, you know, uh, I had got to see his discharge papers, um, and then we had the flood and lost all of that. And and I wish for the – I can't tell you how many times I've – just that one document I would have loved to have um, because yeah, he served on pictures. No, that one, that was pre cell phone. So you'd have had to actually take, but that, I mean, he served on like 11 different ships during world war two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a very good possibility. He was on one of those ships. So anyway, to get us in the holiday spirit, my next oh, yeah, Christmas is close. It is what do you get me for close. Christmas? Is it something awesome? Um, is it great? I'm, I don't is know. Is it wonderful? I may give you, probably. Okay. I may give you what this guy's giving. I don't know. A deputy in Florida Keys patrolling the Florida Keys Overseas Highway uh, did something that he's been doing for a few years. He dressed his Grinch. And for motorists that he catches speeding through an elementary school zone, he gives them a choice of a citation or an onion, a very odorous onion. Now, before you get too concerned, he only gives this choice to people who are speeding by five miles per hour or less. Dude, I'm 57 years old. I have been speeding my entire life ever since I started. <laughs> I have had many speeding tickets. I didn't even know they were allowed to give tickets if it's only five miles an hour above. But anyway, this guy for several years has been dressing up as the Grinch and he gives onions or he gives you the choice. If you don't wish to take the onion, he'll be more than happy to write you a citation and you can appear in court and pay your fine. Uh, Now, again, that's only if you're speeding by five miles per hour or less. If you're going more, you're probably going to get the costly ticket. This is a two for two for one. Speaking of Grinch. An Arizona driver was cited for carpooling with an inflatable Grinch in the passenger seat. You know what HOV lanes are? Yeah, two, two, two or more. Two or more. Well, it depends. On certain areas, it's two. In uh, D.C., it's three. HOV lanes up there is three. This guy decided to have an inflatable Grinch. Green. Green. Well, that's what Grinch Green, is. Inflatable Grinch, and he thought that was going to pass for a well, I mean, person. That, that's well, it doesn't specify a person. It yes, just it says does. passenger. No, no, no. <laughs> the law certainly specifies. Well, that's stupid. The, the law gets fired. So the Arizona Department of Public Safety says that last week a state troop sighted a car in a high occupancy vehicle lane on Interstate 10 in Phoenix with a quote unquote suspicious looking green passenger. By the way, what's your thoughts on HOV lanes? What do you mean with my thoughts? Hey, well, first of all, just HOV lanes in general. You have a problem with them? Nope. Secondly, in D.C. suburbs, and I'm sure it's different by area, but up there, you again, it's HOV3, so you're required to have three passengers to get in those lanes unless you have a hybrid or electric vehicle, in which case you get a pass and can enter them single passenger. Now, what's your feeling on that? You would Well, that's because if you have a total electric vehicle in D.C. traffic, 
chances are you're going to run out of battery before you get out of traffic. So they don't want to have to bring generators out and, and generate electricity for all these cars that are going to be stalled in all the traffic. So that's the only reason that the fully electric cars get in the HOV. I had a assistant manager, April Riles, for many years, and her husband, April and her husband both had worked uh, in the military. They'd both been in the Air Force. When she got out, she went into private service, public service, and he was he stayed. He was working for uh, private companies, but it was still defense-related, a subcontractor, and he worked in D.C., and he had a Prius, and that was the only reason. And this was probably 12, 14 years ago. I was going to say that was before Priuses were cool, but they're still not cool. Well, they the hybrid. No, they weren't cool. He didn't like it. <laughs> he did it because it got him an HOV with yeah. only one person. Now, I do have a question. Sure. Do they make that lane a, a heavier grade of of asphalt? In Because hybrids and full electric vehicles are way heavier, pound for pound, than a... Not a, way heavier. Heavier enough. Not substantially at all. I've seen them. I don't care what you've seen. I'm just <laughs> saying they're not heavier considerably. They might be 5, 10, 12, 15%. They're, they're not considerably heavier, but it depends. HOV lanes vary considerably from area to area. Uh, the last one that I was on was somewhere in Tennessee, and it was simply, it was connected to the other lanes. It was just the far most left-hand lane, and it was clearly delineated, and it was marked as HOV only. In Washington, on I-95, between Fredericksburg, just north of Fredericksburg, probably Stafford, all the way up to Washington, D.C., the HOV lanes are actually separate. They're in the middle. There's right. three lanes, two part of the way, three lanes the rest of the way, and they're built in the center. They're totally separate. They have entrance ramps and exit ramps, but they're totally separate from the others. But no, they would be built, I'm sure, to the exact same I was joking anyway. The others. I know you, I, you went through all that, and I was just joking. I don't even know why. <laughs> they're not considerably heavier. I was joking. <laughs> it's not even a good joke. I was trying my best to just annoy you over your fascination with hybrids. I just think they're, th there's no doubt they're the thing of the future. And it will come, you know, whether it's a nuclear fusion, uh, when that day comes and electricity is, you know, readily available and clean and all that. Um, again, it'll probably be a lot like cigarettes. You severely hate electric vehicles. You would be one of the last ones to voluntarily adopt that technology. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I would be today would be totally happy with a hybrid. I would. Oh, would you really? I'm surprised at that. No, I would totally be happy but with But not the total electric. And here's the way they'll do it. And I'm sure it's no surprise. They'll just tax you. Well, exactly. They'll, they'll tax it. They'll tax it to where, unless you're friggin' rich, you won't have a choice. They'll make it so expensive to own a gas, a straight gas vehicle that for all intents and purposes, they're gone. Speaking of taxing, we need to get Clay back in here yeah, we do. at some point and just talk about tax and taxes and how much money we are taxed on the money we've been taxed to earn, on the money we have taxed to been spend on whatever we want to buy that's already been taxed. I just, I'm, taxes are annoying to me. Very much so. Anyway, uh, sad news this year, college football, Mike Leach passed away. Very, very sad. Very uh, unexpected from what I heard, right? Yeah, yeah. Until what, a week or two, maybe 
a week and a half. The day of. I mean, they didn't really even realize he was sick, and they just done. Oh, I thought he'd been in the hospital for a few days. No, no, no. He was he was in the hospital from a massive heart attack. Okay, but he had it had been several minutes before his family found him. Several more minutes before the ambulances got there, to the point that they sent him in the hospital, and unfortunately, uh, he he was there and never regained conscious. Mississippi, Ole Miss, Mississippi, Mississippi State. State, just one of the most character yeah. character guys that you'll ever meet. He was good natured. Uh, he he chit chatted with the reporters and very, gave them very well liked. Yeah, loved. Ran loved. a very clean, program. interesting type of football. Yep. Air attack. Uh, yeah, it, just everything that I've heard and read was extremely positive. About top, top notch guy. I'm really sad that he passed. Yep. Anywho, uh, I just wanted to bring that up. But um, so it's my weekly yelling about Ukraine thing. Are you ready? Uh, no, I don't know why. <laughs> I certainly by now should be prepared for it. It's a drop of a hat. <laughs> but please go ahead. Well, the United States is, for, for many weeks, the arguments have been, hey, we're sending them all this equipment, but it's equipment we don't use. It's old stuff. No, it's artillery. Really. It's, it's stuff where it's the older stuff. Not really. Yeah, exactly. That's what Fox is telling you, maybe, but that's not no, what that's I've been what, hearing. That's what Fox is not. That's what CNBC and all these other no, people are not. talking. Here's what we're sending now. We're sending some pretty good stuff. We're... On the ships, on the way over there right now, are Patriot missile systems. Are you absolutely kidding me? How? Why not just go ahead, go it's to not Congress, the country done that with you, and know. say, "Oh, I know," but those countries were actually firm allies that we've been allies with for hundreds of years. Ukraine's pretty strong ally. Uh, okay, if you say yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> the only reason we are allied with Ukraine is because they're on the Russian border. No other reason. No. There, there, there's one huge reason you didn't mention. What's that? They have been very closely allied with us ever since the dissolution of the USSR. Sure, because they, they're they not stupid. They can Maybe. say, oh, here's Russia who has nothing. Here's rich USA. Who do we want to be buddies with? Is there anything that they have done or said since in that time frame to lead you to believe that they're not honest in what they're saying to us? No, but I also don't believe that we should be supporting someone who thinks it's okay to dissolve an entire church because they talk against his leadership. You know, enough of the Tucker Carlson crap, and that's all that is. (laughs) First of all, we're not doing this because of Zelensky. We're doing this because of Ukraine. We're doing this because we think it's with Zelensky. We're doing this not for Ukraine. We are doing this for our benefit to try to topple Russia. That's why we're doing this. Well, Ukraine, helping Ukraine is an additional benefit. We've been helping Ukraine ever since they split from right, the USSR. Sure. Were we trying to topple? Was that our intent? Was that our hope way back then? Before there was any sign of trouble? 20, 30 years ago, were we still hoping that we were going to be able to topple Russia by helping Ukraine? No, I, I think that it shifted. Not, I think what it has we're, always we're, been is they were a country that come out of a dictatorship and started down the path of democracy. Worldwide, we have traditionally always tried to help those countries who make that change. Oh, I agree. 
we're still doing that with Ukraine. So you can't sit here and say that the only reason we're helping them is because we're trying to topple Russia. We're also trying to help we're, democracy. In, in doing that, that same vein of thought, that we're just trying to help them protect themselves and we're trying to help them do whatever, right? Okay. Do you know what else we're doing in the world? What? With something even bigger than the Patriot Missile System? What? Namely... Missiles that have the range of up to a thousand miles, that have the ability to carry nuclear warheads, the Tomahawk missile. We are now selling those to the Japanese. That's not surprising at all. That was something that we've never done. Yes, we have to Israel. No, 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 to Japan. Oh, to Japan. Yeah, Japan is starting to arm itself. Japan to the is one of our closest allies ever since the end of World exactly. War II. Yeah. So was Israel. Is either one possibly a bad move? No, maybe. I don't, I don't think know. so. You think both are good move? I think we, they have both proven their value back and forth with us. To the us. way you brought it up, I thought you were saying this was even scarier. No, this is what I'm saying. This is us helping a, a true long-standing and long-standing ally. Hey, we're keep in mind this long-standing ally is from those nice people that brought you Pearl Harbor. Oh, I understand. So I understand. When that. you say long-standing, you're only going back to the end of World War II. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. So. Israel, we have never been enemies with, thankfully, as far as I know, and uh, all the history that I've read, United States has been from its creation. Israel. From whose creation? From Israel's yeah. creation. We've been allies with them. Now, there's a couple of reasons Japan has decided to change. You know, China has been modernizing its its military exponentially the last 20 the years. the U.S. has begun saying, you know what? We probably shouldn't be paying, not just Trump, even before Trump. We were beginning to say, we probably don't need to be paying 100% of your defense defensive business. Right. And also close to J Japan and within their striking range, which was proven a couple of months ago. North Korea is continuing to be a big threat there. These missiles, these Tomahawks, can also hit North Korea from Japan, mainly. I so, agree. Um, I just wanted to bring both of those out. My turn? Yeah, sure. Well, if you thought yours was serious and heavy, wait for this one. Oh, no. A man in Idaho threw a paper plane nearly 50 feet. He set a Guinness World Record. Not only did he throw an airplane 50 feet, it went into a bucket, a target. What? 50 feet away, paper airplane into the target. How? 40, not hardly 50, 49.21 feet. This guy has got over 250 World Guinness World Records. He does it. He's a STEM teacher, math and science, and he does all of this simply trying to promote STEM research, STEM education. Gotcha. He's a high school teacher. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of high school teachers, this isn't even on my list. Did you hear about in the Chicago school, and I don't know the name off the top of my head because it's not on my list, the dean of students who was caught on camera bragging to all his buddies about um, – the level of, we'll say, sexualized products that was brought into the school? No. Oh, my gosh. $40,000 a year to get into the school. You pay 40000 to send your kid to this school. And he was caught on camera 
bragging to his buddies about how he let a bunch of, and again, not judging, just doesn't need to be in our school, LGBTQ folks and trans folks, and they were going around the high school part of the school talking about the differences between lube and spit, talking about how to operate vibrators and dildos, and what it's like to be a man trapped in a woman's body who dresses like a man. Jeez, Opie. I'm just saying. At 40K, I'm going to be a little upset over that. I didn't mean to cut off with your paper airplane and your teacher, but that maybe remind, reminded me of that. Here actually is the guy doing it. Oh, wow. That's cool. He's uh, You should link His to name that. is David Rush. He has been breaking Guinness World Records for years to promote STEM education. He said it took him several attempts and had multiple close calls before he was finally able to successfully uh, complete it. And the one that landed in the bucket was 49.21 feet away. That's awesome. Guinness World Records. Okay, so my last topic was negative, terrible. I've got a good one. Let's hear it. A good one. Guess what happened last week? What's that? The Orion and the Artemis splashdown. Yep. We completed it. Yeah. Completed. That means in, what is it, two years, we're going to take uh, astronauts up and go around the moon. And in four years, we're taking astronauts and equipment up and putting them on the moon. That's pretty darn exciting. That is. I'm that, excited that's about that. It is big. It's huge. It's been 50 plus years since we went to the moon. If and, and this is the one conspiracy I do not hold to, just so you know. I do not think that the moon landing was faked. Just so you know. I, that's hard to believe. That's Why? A conspiracy theory that you do not subscribe to? I don't subscribe to most of them. I just like reading about them. In fact, you just like reading about them. You just like sending me, hey, what do you think about this? Just to get me to go research and prove it wrong. <laughs> I would do no such thing. Oh, you were slick, didn't you? I would do no such thing. I don't know why you would say such horrible things about me, Jerry. Gosh, that just, that hurts me to the core. That hurts my innards. Innards. My innards. <laughs> Do we have time for one more? Yeah, absolutely. We'll each do one more. Mine's a double. I'll make it quick. Oh, drink Another it. large news. Another very important topic. Oh. Emu is on the loose in North Carolina. <laughs> Authorities in North Carolina are trying to find the owner of an emu that was spotted wandering loose in Pearson County. Now, what did we just, what did you just get through saying? What did you just get through talking about that you like to look into? Conspiracy theories. I've got one for you concerning emus. Four days before this emu was found wandering in North Carolina, two emus, two escaped emus were captured in Ohio, but the guy had lost three. Oh! One was on the loose. How do you think that emu from Ohio got to North Carolina? I don't know. Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. Maybe he stole a Corvette and drove. Possibly. <laughs> that would give us a Kentucky connection. A anyway. distance of 455 miles. Wow. So that was actually one of them. No, we don't know. Oh. <laughs> but according to you, absolutely. I, according to me, 
It's a conspiracy theory. It's not. <laughs> he hits the ride. Some truck driver gave him a ride. Haven't you seen the commercials? They probably that uh, horny, oh, I'm sorry, crazy teacher you're talking about from Chicago. <laughs> probably thought it was a coat. <laughs> he gave him a ride. He was on his way down to Outer Banks. So speaking of conspiracy theories. Sure. I got, well, I got one small little conspiracy theory. Uh, it's only one line, but in Oklahoma, a pair of hunters apparently caught a skinwalker on videotape. You should look it up. I will do that. Yeah. Skinwalkers are a Native American thing. And if you've ever watched Mountain Monsters, <laughs> can't say that I have. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all right, then. Now, I've talked a lot about equipment this this episode, and I apologize for that, but I got one more thing. So we've used the Black Hawk helicopter since about two years after Vietnam. Very long like, time. Very long time. The Army has finally acknowledged it's time to replace it, and their replacement for the Black Hawk yes. is the V-280 Valor. Now, if you look at the, VA, the V280 Valor, you're going to notice that that um, has a striking resemblance to another airplane that, or another craft that the Marines used for a long time. Still do in some respects. And that's the Osprey. Yep. Same, same company. You know what's wrong with the Osprey? What? It's killed almost as many Marines as it's transported. With the blades having yes. to switch direction. And instead of going with a, a normal helicopter type deal, they have decided to use this Valor instead. It's made by the same company that makes the Osprey, and it makes me very concerned for our military. If I'm not mistaken, they believe they've got, and I think I last heard and read about this two or three years ago, they believe that they had gotten that pretty safe. Yes. Is that not no, case? it's true. It's true. Okay. But it only took them, you know. Quite a while. Yeah. But it's not that they got it safe yesterday. They, they believe, and I think the number of accidents has basically disappeared since they've said that, the last I heard. So hopefully, <laughs> if we're going to be using it, they've gotten it fixed. Raccoon makes a very, very good astute statement, uh, one that we've probably covered at some point in the past. But 35 million people hunted deer this year. And out of all those hunters, not one mass shooting. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. You was talking about the equipment earlier? Yeah. Uh, promoting the equipment? I was trying to do that earlier with a promo, but you... Yeah, yeah, we're not... No, 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 no. We, we, I'm just saying. We are a family-oriented program here, exactly. Jerry. Are we? Are you sure? According to what Mochi had to say, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Well, we can't control what our guests say. We can only control what we say. Love to comment, Mochi. <laughs> uh, he's talking about the thermometers. <laughs> double, not whipping cream. Yeah, we got double on our side, too. Oh, gosh, you're making me do my... I am palmed, palming my face now. You guys are terrible. Let's get out of here. Guys, if you can't see the butt light... Broke Jerry. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
<laughs> well, at least that was too good. <laughs> mochi, at least it's not a flashlight. That was too good. <laughs> but you're right. If you can't see the light, be the, be light. the light. Yes. Have a great day. <laughs>